Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Twice Exceptional, Teens Exploring and Living with Neurodiversity. My name is Kate, I am 16 years old, and I have ADHD and am gifted, hence the name of the podcast. Hi, I'm Patrick, I'm 13, and I also have ADHD. In this episode, Kate and I will be discussing the upcoming winter holidays. So, our definition for this week is neurodiversity. Yeah, so neurodiversity, or ND, refers to the variation in the human brain regarding social ability, learning, attention, mood, and other mental functions in a non-pathological sense. It was coined in 1998 by sociologist Judy Singer, who helped popularize the concept along with journalist Harvey Bloom. It basically means that our brains are different from others, but it's not a disorder or deficit. Most conditions, such as things like ADHD, autism, Tourette syndrome, dyslexia, are just our brains think differently than other people, but it shouldn't really be classified as a disorder or deficit, which is why I think they should change the name of ADHD also, but we might discuss that in a later episode. So for now, basically, just understand that neurodiversity means that we think differently, but we're not like bad because we think differently yeah i I agree with that okay and like we said earlier in this episode we're gonna be discussing holidays with adhd so patrick do you have a favorite christmas movie of course it doesn't well probably a lot of people uh mine is national lampoon's christmas vacation can you tell us what you like about that movie has a lot of funny things in it It, the plot is like there but it's also not (laughs) If you get what it means. I get what you mean. Okay. It's like a very, like, simple plot with just a lot of jokes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so what about, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Well, I have to say my favorite Christmas movie is probably Elf. The we classic. watch it, like, every single day, the day after Christmas or the weekend after Christmas while setting up the Christmas tree. And this year was interesting because I accidentally dropped a Christmas ornament and it caused a little bit of an incident. And then I kind of had a mental breakdown about it. But the movie... a little bit of an incident? (laughs) It was a little bit. But the movie itself, I love so much. I've seen it too many times. Will Ferrell is funny. The plot is great. I don't know what else to say. It's an elf living in a human world. What's there not to like? Uh, A lot, but... um... (laughs) You like the movie, too. It's fine. It's a classic. It's good. Yeah. And I know our dad's favorite movie for Christmas is Die Hard, which we saw for the first time last year. And so that, of course, raises the question, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Our dad thinks so strongly. What about you, Patrick? Yes. I should not have to say more, but I am. So, here I got some facts here. Okay? You ready? Some facts? Okay. Yeah, some facts about this. So, in the first scene of the film, New York police detective John McClane Willis disembarks from a plane that just landed in Los Angeles and the flight attendant wishes him a Merry Christmas. He is also carrying a giant teddy bear with a bow on it and Christmas presents for one of his kids. From there, the movie never lets the audience forget it's Christmas Eve. They mention it like every single line that it's Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's Christmas music, including classical compositions to run DMCs. Christmas and Hollis plays throughout the movie. John heads yeah, well we you guys know what happens. Um We're not gonna spoil the movie, don't worry. Yeah, you should. It um, is an old movie, but you know, still. Yeah, and uh when hacker Theo Clarence Gilliard Junior wants to well, hacker Theo, who is played by Clarence Gilliard Junior, I believe, wants to warn his fellow criminals of the impending arrival of cops, he starts with Towards the Night Before Christmas. 
And also, he has the uh, Christmas themed thing where it's like, now I have a machine gun, ho ho ho. Anyways, uh, also, it has the theme of focusing on John's need to reconcile with his family, which is one of the most common messages of Christmas movie. Even his wife, named, name, his name is Holly, is Christmas themed. That is also true. So I think it's a Christmas movie just because without Christmas being in the movie, I don't think the plot would have worked. Because he was there because of Christmas. And I mean, yeah, he could have been there for non-Christmas related reasons, but he was there for Christmas related reasons. And I find that the theme of family thing is actually the most convincing argument I've heard. Hmm. Well, I don't have much else because I kind of listed all the facts I could find there. But there is some stuff that's saying, no, it isn't a Christmas movie. Um, so, what this, uh, some of the facts I gathered on this says, just because a movie is set at Christmas doesn't make it a Christmas movie. That is true and not true at the same time. Um, like, Harmog have owned in on a precise ingredients for a Christmas movie. Like, super cheesy romance and stuff and a bunch of, like, stuff. Uh, they have mega successful, mega cheesy Christmas romance movies, but yeah. Anyways, um, but it says true Christmas movies are about Christmas from beginning to end. They would completely fall apart without the holiday element. Could Die Hard take place on, say, Independence Day, Halloween, or just a random Tuesday? Of course it could. The holiday has no bearing on the actual story, which I disagree with. Um... Even I disagree with that too. He's, it says even John's visit is more about reconnecting with his wife and his children than any specific holiday tradition. But why else would he be going there if it wasn't to reconnect during Christmas when yeah, he had the why time? Else would, why why wouldn't he have the idea to let's reconnect? Because I it's don't know. Christmas. I think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, yeah. and people can argue otherwise all they want, but that is my personal opinion on the fact, and clearly Patrick found some facts to back up this opinion. Let's get into the actual content now that Patrick has finished his rant about Die Hard. So we're going to be talking about planning and preparing for the holidays first. So one of the struggles with having ADHD and the holidays is the planning and preparing because we all experience time blindness. So Patrick, do you want to explain what time blindness is? You have no track of time whatsoever. It could pass. You don't know what's happening. You're focusing on something. Five hours could have passed by. You think one minute. Yeah, it's basically the idea that we have no sense of the passing of time. Because time just never really passes properly to us. We could think that we have forever when we don't. And we have no idea how long things really take to get done. So it makes it very difficult to plan things when you have no sense of how time moves. So it can make it difficult for things like finding the right gift for the holidays. When you realize that it's very, very difficult to plan when you don't know exactly when you're going to need it. Patrick can discuss this more. He had a struggle recently with finding a gift in time for an event and ended up getting a pretty last minute gift, but we managed to pull something together. Uh, I'd say it's a little bit more than a pretty last minute. It was more of a the morning of 15 minutes before I had to leave. But we managed to pull together a great gift for the person that he had to get the secret Santa gift for, and I think they enjoyed it. Did they like it? I have no idea. I hope so. You hope so. So uh, that can one be one struggle of the time blindness, and another struggle can be hosting Christmas events. For example, if you're having people over to your house and you have to like 
clean your room if you're a child or if you're an adult you have to like plan the events that are gonna occur i've had difficulty with this just with birthday parties i had a birthday party in april when my birthday is in november once because of the bad planning and a lack of like planning that went into it so part of it we were just moving houses but part of it was me it being like i don't times. know it's only happened once in April, and it was because but I it's didn't... happened multiple times late. <laughs> yeah, my birthday's always late, but that's just because people are busy. But, yeah, that happened once, and part of it was the moving houses thing, like I said earlier. And then part of it was some few other things that came up. But the main thing is, when we finally got to the actual party, I didn't really know what we were going to do, because I struggle a lot with planning things due to time blindness, but I feel the need to plan everything, I'm a very, like, organized planning type of person who likes to think through every single decision I make and be, like, planning things all the time, which is why I also struggle to come up with dinner suggestions is because I have to think through the advantages and disadvantages of every it's single choice. It's more than a struggle. It's more of a I don't know every single time. That is also true. But to help counteract this during the holidays, there are a few solutions you can talk about. Patrick, would you like to mention some of these possible solutions? Uh, okay. Try to get a gift as soon as you are told to get one, or set reminders everywhere, and tell someone else so they remind you. Yeah, so relying on someone else is always a good solution because I've found that we're more likely to do things when someone else depends on us also getting it done. So that's why I'm better at getting things done when I'm working on a group project than when it's just me doing it for fun because when it's doing it for fun, you just keep putting stuff off a lot. And then trying to get a gift as soon as you get one, again, the counteracting of the, oh, I'll remember, and then you never remember. And then setting reminders everywhere. So you can set reminders in your phone, you can post sticky notes all over your bedroom or your house or whatever you need to do. Those are some of the main solutions I have for counteracting the time blindness when it comes to holiday shopping and planning. Mm -hmm. So now we are going to discuss the other part of the holidays that can be a struggle, which is spending time with family and friends. I know this sounds like a good thing, but there are some struggles that can come with that when you have ADHD. For example, sometimes it can be overwhelming, to, for me at least, to be in the same room with a lot of people and noises because I'm hypersensitive to many different things. This is a struggle I experience more than Patrick because like, even small things like a one person hitting their spoon against the plate can drive me crazy and that's one of the struggles I have with taking tests actually. And there was one dude that kept coughing next to me and it was so, so annoying. And I couldn't tell him to stop because he was just coughing. It's not like he could control it. But I was just losing my mind. That what happens to me. And then some other difficulties that you can have is it can be difficult to feel heard when you're in a room with a lot of people. Because it's like the perfect breeding ground for anger and frustration. And Patrick can talk more about this because he's experienced some of this before in his past when we're doing like games with the cousins and he feels like he doesn't get to play the game he wants and then sometimes he feels extreme frustration, correct? A little bit more than extreme, but yeah. And so what are some things you can do to counteract this and choose a win to step away from a conversation? Um... The best thing to do is step away from the conversation as soon as it hits a topic that may cause an argument or when you feel yourself growing frustrated. Yeah, I do agree that that seems like a pretty good idea. Sometimes you can't really step away from a topic or you might still want it 
cause an argument in some ways. But, like, for the most part, if you know that you're going to get frustrated because of the topic, it's better for you to just leave now than lash out at someone or, for, in my case, start crying out of frustration. Also, by the time you feel yourself you're getting angry, it may be too late, so just leave immediately. Even if it's late, it's better late than never to walk yeah. away. And relaxing and spending time with yourself is okay. Don't feel obligated to spend the entire time with your family. But do remember to spend time with your family if you can, because family is a very important thing. And now we are going to be moving on to fun facts about Christmas with Patrick. Okay, yay, fun facts. Okay, so something about the date of December 25th. Well, Christmas celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ. The actual date is lost to history. There's no mention of December 25th in the Bible. Many historians say Jesus was really born in the spring. Some historians posted the date was originally chosen because it coincided with the pagan festival of Saturnalia, which honored the agriculture god Saturn with celebrating gift-giving. I actually already knew this fact. Did you know this fact before you looked it up? Uh, no. And yeah. I feel like I've learned this fact before, but it is interesting that they do it like that. I mean, nowadays Christmas is about a lot of other stuff, I feel like, more than just celebrating the birth of Jesus. But for those who did not know that, hopefully you learned something new with that fact. And we also have one more fact about Christmas. Okay, so Coca-Cola had a big thing to do with Santa's looks. And now I'm showing Kate a photo of what it used to look like. He looks really creepy. Yeah. Is he like a... That's... He looks like a zombie. Yeah, I mean... And why is there a donkey? So it was changed in like 1931. So this was like really back then. So there's probably like a donkey stuff for no reason. And Donkeys yeah. were part of the Christmas thing. Yeah, donkeys were part. There's a bunch of creepy photos and stuff. Anyway, so back to the fact. Before Coca-Cola decided to use this image for advertising, Santa's looked tended to look a lot more spooky and creepy than jolly. Then in 1931, the beverage company hired an illustrator named Haddon Sunblom to depict the jolly old elf for magazine ads. Now kids see visions of sugar plums instead of having Santa-themed nightmares. I feel I like have. that's really, really weird because I never heard of that before. I didn't know Coca-Cola had anything to do with that, actually. But here's an image of... Uh, he looks the... happy, but he also looks creepy. I still think he looks creepy. Uh, that one, it, that, that's when they're like probably like trying to change it a little bit, like still working on changing it. But like that was one of them. Maybe. Yeah, that's better. It still looks creepy. Some of these images aren't so fun. Yeah, I think that's it for our fun facts for this episode about Christmas. Hopefully you learned something new, and if you're interested, you can always just look them up later and figure out more. Do a joint day. So now we're going to move on and do some school tips for ADHD. So today I will be talking about note-taking strategies. So, of course, note-taking is difficult for people with ADHD and also people with other neurodiversities. I can't really speak for what works for other neurodiversities because I don't have other neurodiversities. But for ADHD, what I've found works well for me when I'm doing notes. The main thing is to change your note-taking method as often as you can because you need the thing to be new and interesting if you want to stick with it. So just like, for example, when you get a new item like a pen or a blender or anything and it's new, you want to use it all the time. 
but when it's old, you just forget about it. And so change how your notes look all the time. And then use lots of colors. I like underlining things or writing things in different colors. And use symbols or drawings whenever possible because the more fun your note taking it is, the more likely you are to remember what you wrote. And then another struggle with note taking is some people cannot write very fast or do their very detailed notes quickly. So if possible, see if you can take pictures of the PowerPoints or get printouts of the PowerPoints so you can copy your notes down later. But do copy your notes by hand for the most part because it, it's generally proven that you have a better memory of it if you write it by hand than if you just type it. That's mostly a you problem for you with the being slow and writing notes. That just means you don't know how to paraphrase really quickly and then write it down really quickly in a notebook. I don't have a problem with note-taking, but some people in neurodiversities and ADHD cannot write quickly, and so they might find it helpful to take pictures. I personally don't because I'm generally a pretty fast writer, but Our some classes... just don't allow us to take photos of yeah. anything or get photos or print out stuff. In this episode, we discussed neurodiversity, which means that a person has a variation in how they think in their brains, but it is not a disorder or a deficit. We also discussed Christmas movies, including Die Hard, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and Elf, and preparing for the holidays and counteracting time blindness, hypersensitivity, and extreme anger and frustration. In Fun Packs, Patrick taught us about the birth of Jesus Christ and Coca-Cola. And then for note-taking strategies, I taught you how to take notes that are colorful and fun. Uh, thanks for listening to our podcast, Twice Exceptional. You can find us on TikTok and Instagram at twice underscore exceptional podcast. If you like this episode, follow us on social media or leave a comment and let us know what you think.